This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. The Chiefs are your Super Bowl champions 25-22 overtime. An overtime win. We got to experience the new overtime rules. Kansas, uh, San Francisco. Uh, I guess we, technically... They, this is how it would have played out under the old rules, too, because San Francisco didn't score a touchdown uh, on their first drive. But anyways. Hell yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, so we didn't super get to experience the new rules. But uh, hell of a game. And um, I'm just looking at the play-by-play sheet for the game, Seth, here, and all the drive the drive chart. And it's weird. The botched punt return, you know, the, the, the ball, the Kansas City punt that bounced off the Niners player's foot. And then McLeod tried to pick it up and fumbled it, and um, and the Chiefs get the ball and they get a room service touchdown. That kind of <laughs> it was kind of like a scoreboard enema, kind of cleared up, like cl- unclogged the pipes because there there was not the defense. Neither defense got off the field without giving up a score for the rest of for the rest of the game. After that, yeah, uh, it was just back and forth, you know, touchdowns, field goals, and so forth. After after the Chiefs took a lead in this game, thirteen to ten. Um, is that an official term of uh, a scoreboard enema? It is, is now. It, it is. Well, no, it's not. I invented. That? I invented it. Yeah. That's a. Oh, okay. Good. Yeah. I like that. I just invented it. It might be a little graphic this this hour of the morning, but yeah, yeah I like it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it was. It's kind of strange. Like the the that in a weird way, like both offenses kind of kind of had things going after well, that. Well, I, I mean, I think you know part of it too is. It is simply that that was when fatigue started to kick in. Yeah. Like you could see it on both teams, man. The yep. the forty nine er, and it was coming. It was manifesting in different ways. Uh, look, the the pass coverage just started to break on the forty nine ers defense. You could see that they could only disguise their injury at linebacker and their their mediocrity in the defensive backfield for so long, and that started to wear. You know, and then I, I think when Fred when Fred Warner. Like tried to be hyper aggressive on Travis Kelsey and lost him right at the line of scrimmage. That was probably that. That was the first indication that all right, man, these guys are they've they're on the other side of the mountain now. <laughs> they're they're like yeah. they're just they're careening downhill. I thought with the the Forty ers were able to just physically manhandle the Chiefs at the line of scrimmage, and they were running on them at will, not in huge chunks, but five six yards at a time. And uh, yeah, that that's where that's where I still felt. I still felt like the the 49ers were very much in it. It was just a matter of the the Chiefs were probably going to be able to do it more explosively than the the 49ers. Yeah, that's why when they were I mean I mean the Niners were handling that last drive of regulation perfectly. You know, the yeah. with, with their last drive of regulation yeah. perfectly. Um they were grinding clock. They got it under the 2-minute warning 
And then on a third and four, they just couldn't convert. You know, on a day where they'd been, on a day where Christian McCaffrey and they brought Elijah Mitchell in for a few carries, on a day where they'd been kind of able to sort of grind and control the control the game and control the flow of the game. Yeah. At the worst possible time, they weren't able to do it, and they gave the ball back to Mahomes, and he was able to get him to overtime. One of uh, our listeners asks, "Did you wake up feeling differently about Brock Purdy this morning? Uh, that he's uh, a game manager like Cam Newton described?" I, yeah, I thought I've, I've been very underwhelmed for the most part with Brock Purdy during the playoffs. The biggest, the biggest thing about Purdy was how few genuinely good pass defenses he faced during the regular season. So when you combine that that system with all of those skill players going up against gener- generally mediocre or subpar defenses, he's able to rack up a lot of yards. Um, I don't know. I'd like he's still a very young quarterback. So I would wait to really make a final declaration about him until uh, and, until a year or two from now. But it, it was, there was nothing about that game last night where I felt like, wow, without without Purdy, they'd be you know really really hurting in this game. Yeah, I, I thought he was I thought he was fine for the most part. He's going against yeah. a really good defense last night, so I'm willing to slide the scale a little. I guess the two things about Purdy in that game, and I've been hard on Purdy. Um, I guess the two things in that game where I feel like, ugh. If I'm the Niners, like, okay, is this the guy? I thought there were times in the game where his just merely his size in the pocket kind of worked against him. Like he, they were able to get some hands on some on some of his balls and get you know yeah. get get at his arm. Um, and I thought he's just not he's not like next level scary when he starts rolling out of the pocket either. Like when he starts rolling out and he's buying time and things like that. There's certain quarterbacks where I feel like okay, you let this guy buy time, he's gonna piece you downfield. I just never got that feeling with Purdy. Again, he wasn't bad or anything like that. He just yeah. he it, it turned into a Purdy versus Mahomes thing down the stretch in regulation and in overtime. And again, that goes back to the inevitability that I felt like, okay, this is a guy who's going to make a bunch of plays. It's going to win you this game, and they've got Brock Purdy on the other side. Yeah, and I think the the tipped balls too. Yeah, like, yeah. okay, that's just like you mentioned, just the ability to move in the within the pocket. He does a really good. I mean, he does a good. He does a really good job of buying time. Yeah. And then I think when the scheme presents. The open guy, the outlet receiver, then he does a great job of finding that guy. But I don't know if he necessarily has that same feel for it yeah. that like a like a CJ Stroud, frankly, does. To where even okay, there's one thing to scramble and buy time, but even just moving within the pocket, like you see Mahomes do, so so where you can find the open lane. I just don't know if Brock Purdy has that. Yet, yeah, I'll, I'll say yet because yep. he's still very young. You can definitely see at times in that game because I was watching the same way you were, Seth, watching the 49ers with an, with you know with a an eye on the Texans because this is what D'Amico's trying to build. You know what they yeah. have there. That's you know some facsimile of it. I mean, obviously Stroud is next level compared to Brock Purdy, but but in terms of the concepts, run the football and build through the defensive line on on the yeah. defensive side of the ball and. For most of that game, you could absolutely see, like, okay, now I see what D'Amico's talking about here. Now, granted, it's Christian McCaffrey, the offensive player of the year, um, but the te- I mean, the Texans need an upgrade at running back. There's no question. McCaffrey's not walking through that door, but there's some pretty good ones out there. And then when this, when the Niners' defense was really standing up in that game, it was the defensive line that was the catalyst for it. You know, getting stops on third and short, shutting down the run game, forcing turnovers, getting yeah. after Mahomes. Like I hadn't seen, man, I like. They got to Mahomes a few times in that they, game. They did a really 
good job making Mahomes look more uncomfortable than he typically looks. And it, another good thing, like honestly, like Romo, Romo did some good things last night too. He just he's got these quirks now that it's impossible to ignore at times. Uh, but I thought he did a good job coming back after the first half and explaining that the the 49ers had done a really good job disguising their coverages, showing man and then being in zone and vice versa. Um, I, I would have preferred some telestrator work illustrating it, but he, I mean, he was obsessed early on with layers. He would not stop, he would not stop talking about the 49ers offense and their layers without ever actually showing what he was talking about. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think that, that, that Chiefs defense, if, I, I, like the 49, if the 49ers had been able to exploit the run game a little bit more against that Chiefs defense, maybe that would have made the difference in the game. I mean, ultimately, ultimately it came down to Mahomes just, Mahomes just figuring out exactly where the chinks in the armor were yeah. on that 49ers defense. And then also Steve Wilkes. Steve Wilkes with that all-out blitz was probably the mistake of the game. That's just the cla- – like, to your point, the 49ers were getting it done with the four-man pass mm-hmm. rush. Um, throwing an all-out blitz at Mahomes is rarely a good idea. And I almost felt like like Steve Wilkes looked across the, looked across the field – and saw what the Chiefs were dialing up, and they're very, very capable of blitzing very effectively. Mm-hmm. And he almost just wanted to, it like, subconsciously wanted to match that by Steve Spagnola or something. Yeah. It's it just that, that was a big mistake. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The Step Back 3, you bet! Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Um, Travis Kelsey in the second half of this game was a huge key. Uh, yeah. He was one catch for one yard. He had as many spats with Andy Reid on the sideline as he had catches or yards in the first half. 
one of each that we know of. He may have had more spats that just weren't on film, but we do know he had one catch for one yard in the first half. He finished with nine catches for 93 yards. So he had eight catches for 92 yards in the second half in overtime of that football game last night. It was... Uh, he was he, he was vintage Kelsey after halftime. There was one thing... I They were really letting guys play uh, in the defensive backfield and the linebackers in pass coverage. Like, 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 Fred Warner was getting pretty aggressive with Kelsey, and it looked like it was pretty far beyond five yards, and they were allowing it to go on. I think when you, when you play that game... Kelsey, Kelsey figured like Kelsey's really, really good at using contact as part of his route. And I think that, you know, you saw when he got open on that 22 yarder in overtime, he, he just, he fooled Fred Warner at the line of scrimmage and Fred Warner thought he was going to play him aggressively. Like Kelsey is really good at the, the double, double move, like where he's just, he's, he sets up a double move with a, a fake double move, then back on his original route, and then back uh, on the actual double move. And, and and he ended up winning that chess match by the end of the game. Um, and that's where the officials were letting that go for the most part. They ended up calling McDuffie, right, on that one, uh, on that one lasso of Jawan Jennings. Yes, yeah. But other than that, it was a pretty clean game. At least they called a pretty clean game. And that one, I, th- I don't think they would have called it if Jennings hadn't hadn't stumbled out of the blocks. Uh, but so when you're going to allow guys to play that physical, Kelsey's really good at figuring that part yeah, of it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, he was excellent. Um, I felt horrible for Dre Greenlaw. Um, yeah. That was, I mean, that's just, that's just brutal. If, in, I mean, in case you missed it, um, they're running back out onto the field. The defense is running back out after getting a stop. And Dre Greenlaw just pops his Achilles running back yeah. out onto the field. Just brutal. And he's a he's a real – he and Warner, man. I mean, the linebackers are a big catalyst for what that defense looks to do. That was – I'm not going to say that's why they lost the game or something like that. Yeah. But it, it's just one of those things. Like, I'm jotting down a list, Seth, of things that felt like happened for the New England Patriots for a decade – that happened in the game last night on behalf of the Chiefs. You know, botch, yeah. botch punt returns, uh, blocked extra points that kept it a three-point game instead of a four-point game yeah. down the stretch. And then one of the Niners' best defensive players popping an Achilles, jubilantly running back out onto the field to take over, you know, to, to get out there. That, that one, there was that. I guess on the other side of it that was weird, though, where it didn't feel like a game of destiny for the Chiefs was just how many – uncharacteristically lack of composure type plays or actions the Chiefs had. Starting with Kelsey flipping out on Andy Reid and almost knocking the guy over. The guy's got an artificial hip and Travis Kelsey assaults his coach. Assaults an old man with an artificial hip because he needs to get in. He needs he needs to get in. He's a worldwide celebrity now. He's not just a he's not just a national celebrity. He's a worldwide celebrity. The world needs to see Travis Kelsey. Um, you saw Pat Mahomes screaming at who was he screaming at on the sideline? Oh, uh, Rasheed Rashi Rice. That's right. He was screaming at Rasheed Rice because oh, I'm guessing Rice was complaining about how he was open. Yeah, he was open down the middle when Mahomes forced the ball to Travis Kelsey on the right. sideline. It felt like a whole lot of disease of me type stuff, and uh, it's like it's not necessarily characteristic of what you think of with this this Chiefs team over the last few years. Well, it's funny. The Kelsey situation with Andy Reid yeah. came in conjunction with a story that 
people wouldn't shut up about it before the game about how Travis Kelsey gave this impassioned speech to his team. They had they had three players. Andy Reid had three players speak to the team before the game reportedly. Pat Mahomes, Chris Jones, and Travis Kelsey. And Kelsey's speech is the one that seemed to hit home with everybody. All the reporters that are covering this game are talking about it. James Palmer's doing a hit back to the NFL Network solely about Travis Kelsey's speech and how people were in tears. Travis Kelsey was in tears. It's the best speech they've ever heard. And so we had that story, and then early in the game we have Travis Kelsey, uh, Travis Kelsey assaulting Andy Reid on the sideline. I connected those two things. I'm like, right, Travis Kelsey might have some stuff going on. Maybe it's not going so great with Tay Tay right now. Like he's, you know, he had, he had a, a, a very tear ridden speech to the team where it was very emotional, and now he's he's, he's bumping his coach on the sideline. Yeah, every, everything's coming together. Yeah, my brother's up there with Ice Spice, and it just this, this old Spice Ice. What's her name? I, ice. Spice. I don't know. Who I I've only seen her in like various commercials and stuff. I know she's a big deal. Okay, she. I just, yeah, I, I just don't know who she is. I'll quote yeah. Ross Tucker. Because I felt the same way. Am I supposed to know who Ice Spice is? <laughs> he tweeted that last night. If there was one thing I learned about this weekend from being at Radio Row, uh, it's just the, that phenomenon now of everybody, for the most part, being very much in their own silos when it comes to who they think is famous. Because uh, it, at various times... Um, Aaron and, and Landry got in huge arguments over like who was or was not famous. Uh, and I, I shouldn't say huge arguments, just disagreements over whether like you should know who this person or who that person is. It is just if you're in your own little ice spice silo, then she's a huge celebrity to you. If you're out of that ice spice silo, you don't know who the hell she is. That's that's, that's me. That's where I am. Yep, I'm 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 outside the ice spice silo <laughs> for sure. All right, Payne and Pendergast with you. We'll get to some headlines. We'll dig into this. We'll dig back into the Super Bowl. No, a lot of you <clears throat> getting in your cars and just uh, tuning in now. We'll certainly hit all the high points from the Super Bowl. Um, and we've got uh, we've got a little bit of NFL coaching news as well that we'll get into in headlines. We will do that next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.